welcome to A Podcast Remembers, a Game of Thrones podcast that remembers all things Game of Thrones! Woo! I am one of your hosts, Liz Prue. I'm joined by my co-host and wonderful husband, Eric Prue. Hello! And in the Game of Thrones hiatus, we have been looking back on not just theories from the show, but just the whole entire world of Game of Thrones in general. Yeah, we're educating. Educating the Game of Thrones loving worlds that may not go as deep as we do. Yes. Um, I think we've explored every single theory that every other website has, which is why we wanted to dive a little bit more into the lore of Thrones, like who the Valerians were, the fall of Valeria. We even go into Old Geese, which is something I didn't even know about before our podcast. Mm-mm. Um, that's a lot of the like Marine Slavers Bay history stuff. We've talked about the Grand Maester conspiracy to wipe away all magic in Westeros. We have talked about the children and the first men. And the Andals and the Roiner. Yes, we've covered a lot. We really have. So we thought we'd bring all of that to this part of the podcast, which is recapping the final season. I think the best part about this phase of our podcast is that it means that Game of Thrones is back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think a few people were excited about that. Um, a little bit. It's the only time I've been like super excited to check, check Facebook because my feed was littered with Game of Thrones excitement and not political bullshit. Yes, exactly. It was great. As it should be. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so do you think we should do, like, a quick recap of the episode, and then we were going to dive into stuff like that crazy symbol that we saw, we're going into that, shit going on with the crypts at Winterfell, and all the other, like, little tidbits that were in the episode. Oh, yeah, we've got a secret bombshell to potentially reveal at the end, too. Yeah, thanks for that. I didn't even know about that bombshell. I know. I'm excited. Okay, so let's start with a quick recap. Um, Lyanna Mormont versus Daenerys Stormborn. Yes, I'm all in for this epic battle. Uh, (laughs) She's just going to take over as queen in the north when she dethrones Danny and single-handedly kills both dragons. I think that the only person I'd be fine with taking over for Danny would be Lyanna Mormont. Absolutely. She, uh, yeah, what did she say? When you left, you were king of the north. and you returned, you had no crown. Or whatever she said. Well, they told us, you know, they kept reminding us, like, the people in the north are different, people in the north are different, and so it's understandable that there are all these tensions going on, um, especially with Sansa, who's like, how am I going to feed all of these soldiers, plus these dragons, plus my people, that have pledged to our house in the north, which is a legitimate concern. Um, uh-huh. But they haven't really had time to prepare for that because winter is coming. They just got the north united again. So it's, I think once the White Walkers actually come, that's when it's like, oh, JK, like we're all on the same team again. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts is when they were talking about how many sheep and goats the dragons were eating. And they're like, yeah, they're not hungry. And it's like, but they ate 11 sheep and 18 <laughs> goats. It's like, no wonder Sansa's freaking out. Right? Did She's you... like, what does a dragon eat anyways? Side eye, throwing shade. I love it. She doesn't care. 
And, it, and it's so funny because it's like a typical sister thing. She's like, oh, great. You're super hot. I know you're banging my brother. And you're also like bringing your fierceness and your dragons in here. I want to be best friends with you, but I also hate you. Yeah. Sansa's really, uh, she's upping the cynical, skeptical game a lot. Uh, I was a big fan of her first interaction with Tyrion since they last saw each other. When she said, I mean, basically, you know, that he took Cersei at her word. And he, she said, uh, I used to think you were the cleverest man I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And it's true. She's like, you're so stupid. Yeah. She does. She sees through people's bullshit now. And I love that about her. Yeah. And rewatching the season seven finale was just incredible. Watching their ultimate betrayal of Littlefinger and basically cutting his neck. Totally. So incredible. And deserved. Uh, yeah. That guy was a dick. Yeah, he was. Okay, so let's talk about John finding out about his parents. Um, a couple of things to note here. He found out in the crypts, which we'll get into. We got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about with the crypts. Good. I think it was good that Sam told him. I love that Benioff and Wise, the creators and writers of the series, said that they really wanted to focus the camera on John's face mm -hmm. because everyone else knows but John. Mm -hmm. Meaningfully, you know, the audience and, right. all the, and all that. So I think it was cool that they just like got it over with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's we only have six episodes. Let's knock it out. Let's just he needs to find out yeah. so we can move on. Yep. Um, but what happens now? Well. I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, so I think my theory is what was the whole point of showing so coincidentally eric and i had just watched season seven episode four we couldn't get through i mean we've watched the series like no joke like eight times but we <laughs> couldn't get through season seven during this latest rewatch so we decided to watch our favorite episodes from season season seven mm -hmm. one of those being episode four where danny is sick of being beaten by the lannister army so she takes the fight to them it's an awesome battle scene. That is also when she kills Lord Tarly mm -hmm. and his eldest son. Or not eldest son. I don't know if he's this the eldest son. No, I think he's Sam's little brother. Yeah, Sam's little brother. Um, and then, of course, that's brought up in the season eight premiere when Sam finds out that she executed them. So I'm wondering if clearly that has to come back in some sort of way. So I'm wondering if when John, I'm assuming it'll be John, reveals to Danny that they're not only related, but her he, crown is actually his, legitimately. Mm -hmm. um, if she'll be like, well, he's just telling you that because I killed his parents. You know, do you think she'll like, like say, well, Sam's just telling you that because I killed his family? I don't know. I don't think we've seen the last of what that is going to do to play out because I think... You know, she hasn't really faced a ton of consequences for ruling with such a heavy hand. That's a really good point. So somebody, I think it was Michael, brought up today at work that... Um, Michael being one of our fellow awesome nerds. What's up, Michael? Hey, buddy. Uh, that, you know, there has to be some consequences for the way that she has ruled. And I think especially in that battle, like, no one else suffered at the hand of Drogon. So I'm really curious as to 
how they're going to unwind that. And certainly I don't think it's, it's the last we'll see from Sam as far as that goes. And I think it's also important to note that um, Sam, what Sam said to John when he said, you gave up your crown for your people, would she do the same? Yes. And I don't think she would. And I don't mean that as a knock against her. I just don't think she would. And I also don't think she's been put in that position yet. So, but she's starting to. You know, like, the North is a whole lot of world. And if they don't want you, and also King's Landing doesn't want you, yeah, are you going to have to? Is that why you guys are called Fire and Blood, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So, um, okay, well, let's move on to John actually riding a dragon. Um, we discussed this, and hmm. uh, I thought it was, um, again, one of your coworkers said it was like the pod racing scene in episode one. Yeah. And I feel the same. I'm like, I just wish it was a little cheesy and it was a little more, as you said, how to train your dragon versus like this epic reveal. Like, doesn't she know that only Targaryens can do this? Like, I feel like yeah. she should know this. Yeah. I It felt it felt very much how to train your dragon, which is just like, oh, he gets on the dragon and then he learns how to ride and then that's it, you know. And And dragons are just this misunderstood creature. And it's like, no, dragons don't work like that. Like, <laughs> and she Targaryens are the only people that have ever ridden dragons. I just think that's such a terrible decision and loophole that they're, and it just pissed everybody off. It was and, weak. And like the only thing, only reason I can think of that they did that was because they didn't want to take away from like all of her epic dragon rides. Like mm -hmm. we don't want a man to top Danny's dragon ride, you know, which I get. Yeah. However, I feel like you could still have kept that, but used him getting on a dragon as some sort of like reveal or confirmation or something to him being a Targaryen instead of like her finding out and then being like, oh yeah, I guess that's why you could ride him. Like, I don't know. I didn't really yeah. like it. And I, that's gotta be like, how they're gonna twist it all together where she'll be like oh well i guess that's the only way you could have ridden Rhaegal. anyways it's just ridiculous yeah terrible not cool with it um what else happened so everybody's at winterfell a lot of tension we broke down we broke that down a little bit mm -hmm. the only people that aren't in winterfell of course are cersei lannister and euron gross yeah gross joy <laughs> how long have you been saving that one uh, uh well let's see how long has it been since the show aired 24 hours <laughs> well i think um the important thing to note there though is i mean she has twenty thousand soldiers now oh man yeah that's that was a big reveal i thought it was super cool to see them sail across the narrow sea no what sea is it well that's blackwater bay that they were coming into. Yeah, so across the narrow sea yeah. from Essos. Um, I think it's... Well, it's crazy because it's like, oh shit, like we totally forgot about that part of the world. Like there are a lot of fucking people over there. Yeah. And, and this group is someone the Iron Bank has used for collections before. So they came highly recommended. A great resume. 
The uh, Golden Compass. Yeah. Oh, the Golden Compass. Right. Yes. I mean, that's or Golden also... Compass. Golden Company. The oh. Golden Company. Golden Compass is a book series for young children. <laughs> um, the Golden Company <laughs> is what we're talking about. Yeah, and I. Okay. And it, the, they're going to have to have a big role in this season because they've introduced this guy as like a big new character, the like general of the Golden Company or whatever. Yeah, and he had some screen time. I mean... Yeah. They like, showed him on the boat and all this. Or he could just be like, you know, one of the first people they kill. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but still, I think it's worth it to be said, like, maybe the war against Winter is in, like, episode three and the rest of the show. Like, ev- like the White Walkers are just one part of the ship that needs to be settled. So I could see that being done in, like, episode three. And then we spend the rest of the time focusing on who should sit on the Iron Throne, all the John Parented shit, and Cersei. I think that's absolutely right. I think um, that's the closure we really need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, who's going to sit on the freaking Iron Throne? And the introducing the Golden Company, I think, seals that we are going to see a final battle beyond the Battle of Winterfell. Which is going to be fucking awesome. Yep. Um, also, Yara was saved by Theon. Important to note that she's going to the Iron Islands as a safe house, which is, I'm taking as a foreshadow of what's to come, because in one of the previews we see, you know, one of the really creepy trailers leading up to last night's premiere was Winterfell, like, in shambles, and all of our favorite characters, like, little trinket signature things lying in the snow Mm -hmm. so maybe they flee and they go to the iron islands because the white walkers can't swim that's a good bet um so that's something to think about uh let's also let's dive into the good stuff okay so that's pretty much the highlights the Mm -hmm. biggest highlight being tormund barrack and dolores ed tullet who no one really remembers his name, but he's the Lord Commander and Jon Snow friend who everybody loves. Yep. At what was House Umber. Yeah, it's called... Uh, uh, of course, now I can't remember what it was called. Wait, hold on. It's called... Um, I got it. Last Hearth. Last Hearth. That's right. The ancestral home of House Umber. Which, by the way, did you see in the new fancy, amazing credits how close... Last hearth was to the wall. Yeah, they're really close. So they're like northerners. Oh my god! I mean, they could have freaking thrown one of those limbs over the wall. I think from their place <laughs> if they had pulled it off the wall. <laughs> limbs being one of the arms that was moved into a spiral and nailed to um, the wall with the current or not current, the former head of the house, Ned Umber. That Who's poor he named little boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, we know who he's named after. Um, and he was he the boy at the beginning of the show? Yes. Oh, okay. Which was intentional because that's like how it started. Yeah. Arya, which yeah. was really cute. That Everyone was cool. picked up on that. Um, yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about that freaking spiral made of severed limbs. Oh, I know. Um, so creepy. Okay. Do you want to walk us through... Like, what that could mean, what we think it means, the theories. Yeah, well, I think it's important to note, and most people have probably seen it enough now to recognize that the spiral is a symbol 
of the White Walkers, uh, and those that uh, remember back to season seven when they were walking through the Dragonglass quarry in Dragonstone, uh, John unveiled some really, really old drawings from the children of the forest. And one of those drawings was of a spiral. So clearly it's of some significance to the children. And the children obviously created the White Walkers um, to defend themselves against man. Um, so there's a couple of different theories. One of these, uh, one of these articles we're taking from ScreenRant.com talks about um, the significance of the spiral to the White Walkers potentially being some sort of act of blasphemy against the White Walkers, or excuse me, against the children of the forest. So blasphemy against their creators. So sort of saying, you know, F you uh, to the children because I don't know. Maybe they hate being alive. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's just alive a, in quotes. Yeah, alive. Um, it, it could be something that just is significant to them and how they represent their uh, violence and evil doing. Um, what else? Well, it's important to note that when in the flashback, when we see the children creating the White Walkers, the stones surrounding the wirewood tree are uh, in yes. the shape of the spiral. Yes. And then we see this spiral again with the slaughtered horses north of the wall um, earlier in Game of Thrones. And then, of course, um, we see them, like you said, in the cave drawings on Dragonstone. Um, no one really knows the significance like you mentioned, but some people have said that one of the theories is that the Night King is an ancient Targaryen. Um, you know, he's able to ride a dragon and the spirals are in like a similar pattern to the Targaryen sigil, um, which I don't really buy too much into because the children, like, I think it, it's part of, you know, like a spell or something that mm -hmm. they use to create them. Um, so I don't, I don't buy into that one too much. But also I think so that. The children invented the White Walkers when the first men were ta starting to take over, right? Yes. So the Targaryens would have would not have even have settled into Westeros at that point. So, like, there's a lot of talk that, and you've mentioned this, Liz, that the Night King is a Stark. But maybe that's something else that we talk about. Well, I think it's we can. I think it's good to dive into now because. Um, the Starks, you know, they there, of course, have been the leaders in the North for over a thousand years. And as leaders in the North, you know, I would assume they got to their place of prominence because of their connection to maybe mystical elements of the North. Like Bran is a warg. Arya's got some faceless men stuff going on. Um, you know, Lyanna Stark had this cosmic connection to Rhaegar Targaryen, who... They supposedly made John, who's the prince that was not supposedly made John. They made John, who is supposedly the prince that was promised. Um, in the books, they talk about how I know she's a Tully, but Catelyn becomes, you know, Lady Stoneheart, which is another mystical thing. Mm -hmm. So I think you know this: the Starks being a powerful family is because they have these mystical elements to them or dna yeah or whatever because they're so, so old they're super old so i think it makes sense that um 
you know, they would have been in power at that time. Maybe they were wargs or something like that. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That was a reason they were the children chose the Night King because he was able to warg or who knows. Yeah. Um, Lots to unpack there. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So I think that um, and if you listen to a podcast remembers, um, (laughs) you'll see or you'll learn that uh, the Andals and the Roiner, you know, they came after the first men were here. And then after that, the Valyrians started to get their magic. The Valyrians started to battle the Roiner, which is what made the Roiner move to Dorne. So like you said, the Valyrians, a.k.a. the race the Targaryens are, they weren't even there yet. No, so I, d- so, I, I doubt that theory. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. But still, fun to fun to talk about. Heck yeah. Um. So, what did we expect to see that we didn't in episode one? Before we dive into more like deeper theories. Well, I think the way they started it was beautiful. I think it was obviously a tribute a little bit to to season one and where they got their beginning with, uh, you know, Jamie and. Cersei and Robert Baratheon and all all the you know barrage of folks that came with them coming uh, we didn't see any fighting so it was all kind of subtle shade thrown by everybody um, I think we saw a ton of people get together I don't think there was anyone specifically that I wanted to see that I didn't um, certainly didn't see any white walkers yet but clearly they're picking up the pace so they got through the wall um and part of the screen rant theory that we were just talking about was that the spiral could be a way to, that they're conjuring magic to speed their way south to kind of accelerate the pace of winter um which is certainly interesting and i believe it now because they have a story to tell so they'll do anything to tell it um especially as they need to get down to you know king's landing or wherever i guess they just need to get to winterfell that's where they're going to have the big battle and then uh, one thing I thought and maybe expected to see a little bit is some type of flashback that gave us a little bit more on some relevant piece of the past that could feed into the story. Um, I think certainly in episode or in the season finale, they alluded that Bran had looked back and season seen... Season 7 finale? Uh, season 7 finale, sorry. Um, had looked back and looked especially at things that Littlefinger had done and that's how he had accused him of being guilty effectively so I think some nuggets of Bran's knowledge will come out I just want to see a little bit more of the past on Rhaegar and how things came to came to be there and you know even back to the Mad King a little bit I don't know I mean I think we'll see a little bit more of the past but we haven't seen anything yet and we may see that or will definitely, I think, be talked about in the next episode because, don't worry, we didn't forget, Jamie Lannister shows up at the end of the Hell episode. Hell yeah. And our theory is that while he's getting grilled by everyone, like, why are you here? Why should we believe you that Cersei's not coming? Um, Danny's probably going to be like, come on, say F, you murder my dad. Why yeah. would what's just kill you now? Um the one person that everyone would think wouldn't stand up for him probably will, which is Bran. Yeah. Um, remember, Bran said he's not really Bran anymore. He kind of remembers being Bran, but he's so much more now. Yeah. He sees the bigger picture. I'll um, say. 
Literally, yeah. Literally. Imagine so, the size of that picture. I know. So I think <laughs> Bran will probably defend Jamie and maybe check Danny and say, no, actually, he killed your dad because your dad was about to murder millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left King's Landing because his sister ended up completing the job. Finishing the job. Yes. So I think that'll definitely happen with Jamie. Um, he's such a great character and... It's again, I love Jamie. So do I. He's a boss. Um, do you think that John will tell Danny? Yeah, of course he will. He's John. Whether it's the right or wrong thing to do, he's always going to do it the right thing. Um, whether it's the smart thing to do. That's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's always going to do the right thing. And it, I don't think it's smart for him to tell Danny because it's, creating unnecessary drama before they face off against the White Walkers. And it doesn't really matter now because all he's going to do is put his loyalty and put her loyalty in jeopardy because she's going to be like, well, what the hell do I do? Right. And all that John should really care about is fighting the dead. Yeah. Maybe he won't tell her. I don't know. I feel like he's just going to be like, I'm honestly telling you because we're related. <laughs> and like, I don't care who sits on the Iron Throne. Like, I'll still back you. But like, we can't bone anymore. Yeah. And all those moments that we had playing How to Train Your Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. Just stop putting your hand on my chest and down my pants. And then she'll be like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. We're going to have a regular old Targaryen baby because that's what they did. <laughs> what I do love, though, is how like... Tyrion, um, uh, oh my gosh, Sir Davos and, um, the spider. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Why am I bugging Varys. right now? Varys are like the old men now. Like they're all just like, oh, we got to get them married. Like we got to do this. And Tyrion's like, I'm not one of the old guys. And then he looks around and he's like, shit, I'm one of the old guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that. So maybe that'll just get that them to get funny. married faster. That was really funny. Yep. And one other thing about Sam. So Sam's really concerned about borrowing books from the Citadel, which I just think is a little trivial amongst all the drama that we're facing right now. (laughs) Um, Do we think that the books that Sam borrowed are the diary that shows Rhaegar and Lyanna's marriage being legit? 1,000%. Yeah, so Definitely. he knew he was going to need to use that, especially if he met the Dragon Queen. Totally. Yep, I think there that's important. Okay, so that's good. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's going to be... I want to move on to this other topic. I know. it's super fun. Okay. Sam's going to be relevant, I think, uh, through to the end. Super important character. We knew he was going to be important this season, too. Um, and I guess our book reader friends have said that he's like very, very, very important in the books. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're starting to weave that in even more and more every season. Yeah, that's awesome. So speaking of Sam and John, let's talk about the crypt. There is a lot that seems to go down in the crypts, but is there one final big surprise that we might have down there? Oh, this was your theory, so I'm going to set you up. <laughs> so George R. R. Martin has always said that Ned Stark is the key to everything, like from day one. Um, and I think it's more than just like a emotional 
mm-hmm. thing. Like, literally, I think he's the key to everything. And you said... Well, so my theory is, what if he's being literal? So somewhere in Ned's crypt, or maybe even the bust of Ned himself, is a key that unlocks one of two things. Um, One, it unlocks a massive vault of Valyrian steel swords. I think that's a very likely outcome. Mm -hmm. That, Because... um, a lot of talk was made actually in the first episode about Valyrian steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so John's Valyrian steel sword, uh, Arya's Valyrian steel dagger, both were brought up as there's so little Valyrian steel left in the world, blah, 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 blah. So what if there's a massive chest or something of Valyrian steel swords to help them in the fight against the White Walkers? That, and like, Rhaegar's followers, which we saw were so loyal to him, and we've heard on on and on again about how loyal they were, made sure that, you know, when Ned took John, they were like, we're giving you this, too. Like, yeah. keep it safe. And yep. he puts it in underneath his tomb. Yep. And what's the second? Um, the second one is that what if it's... And, and this could be both as well, but this yep. is just another idea. Um, there's like a wine cellar of dragon eggs under there. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hatch some new dragons. Yep. I mean, I know that won't help the fight like right now, but it further proves that Ned was like protecting John um, and who he was. Uh, and maybe there's like a little note, little scroll down there for him too. From That'd Pops. be great. That'd be, I'd be cool just with that Just a little too. love note. Yeah. Just, hey John, just wanted you to know. Sorry I didn't tell you. Yeah. Sorry, I, you thought I was such an honorable man and I'd been lying to you your entire life. He was protecting him. Yeah. He was yeah, I suppose. Him. I just, I, that would be so freaking awesome, Rick. It would be awesome. <sighs> It'd be a big bombshell. And I think it's one of those things where maybe it's not in the crypt, maybe it's some, somewhere else, but I think they're going to need all the help they can get as Night Kingy and his crew come. Mm-hmm. knocking okay so what's the final bombshell okay thanks for sticking around uh past the 30 minute mark uh <laughs> <laughs> we have a a surprise theory that is really uh, after reading up on it so a couple of people at, at work mentioned this one and read up on it a little bit and it is a total out of left field hoax theory uh which sourced from reddit you never know um it is that there is a surprise seventh episode of season eight. Bum, bum, bum. And the quote from popculture.com where we read the article, uh, which I'm going to read to you, uh, point blank, which is from Reddit. Seven kingdoms, the seven gods, the faith of the seven, which the faith of the seven is the seven gods, but that's okay. Seven total books per George R. R. Martin. How do you not end the most monumental, groundbreaking series that has ever been put in text or television in a final season with anything less than or more than seven episodes? Well, I'll tell you, um, you're running at a million bucks an episode. That's why. <laughs> um, but I do think, I do think that would be a stroke of marketing genius if they found a way to secretly launch a seventh episode and hold it back from the audience 
before they did so. It would be amazing if, like, the only thing that I'm thinking, how could they get in trouble for it? Because other, maybe other series plan their premiere dates around, like, when other shows are done. But it's also, like, no. Because remember when um, Amy Schumer moved the premiere of her movie when Avengers was like, just kidding, we're going to put it in theaters a week before we said we were? Oh. <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs> uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, I think that would it would just be amazing if we thought we were watching the finale and then it ends and then all of a sudden it's like next week on Game of Thrones. That'd be insane. It would be no show could ever top that again because no show could ever do that because everyone no. would be like, oh, you're just what Game of Thrones did. It would be amazing. Yeah, I think I I do think. Uh, that would be amazing. I th- also think it's just a really loyal fan trying to latch onto the show going one episode longer. Because they would have kept it to seven seasons if they were that committed to the seven. Right? Well, like you said, all about the money, baby. All about them benjamins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It would be a stroke of marketing genius. Yes. I'm. I'm obviously hoping for it. Me too. We'll see. I mean, it, that's really close on our due date, so that would be, that would be the day before our due date if that happened. That I'd be fine with that. All right, if if that's what happens, we're naming our child Tyrion. Okay. Or Sansa. Sansa's a pretty name. I don't know, Arya, Arya or Sansa. But they can all be middle names. Amelia Clark has like four names. She does. Yeah. Hmm. It's really pretty. I forget what they are, but yeah, it's like four names. Hmm. Okay. Okay, sounds good. High we'll five. Do High five. Um, did we miss anything? Nope, we got it all. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, in the meantime, check out all of our other podcasts. Uh, like we said, you don't really have to be caught up on anything to listen to them. It's just more of like geeking out more on the world of Game of Thrones some pretty solid stuff there's some really cool shit about the Reuner that we didn't know like they had water magic and all this sort of fun stuff so it's a lot of lore that could possibly be in the spinoff too which would be fun um make sure you check it out and we'll be recapping the eighth final season so make sure you tune in every monday tuesday uh we're, we're just gonna commit to every monday or tuesday after the episode because yes. um I'm like really pregnant, and um, but we're just we're you just look great. Thank you. We're just doing the best we can, guys. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Woo-hoo! Capes out. <laughs>